Nikki. Hey, Abby. And hello to all of our listeners. And welcome back to another episode of the Ope Girls podcast. Welcome. Um, so, Nikki, I have a question. I gave you a task after our last podcast. I sent you like six Taylor Swift songs. I did a lot of Taylor Swift. You listened. I listened. What's What's the feedback? What's the update? And and for the listeners, they were all songs from Folklore or Evermore. I definitely think like she's not poppy anymore, which I really appreciate. Like, I she's got some some. I I I, I like her style now. I definitely dig it. I like it way better. She deserves way more respect than what she has. That's for sure. Right. I I texted Nikki for the listeners. I texted Nikki. Yeah, I think Taylor's more indie now. And she thought I was saying that Taylor was coming to Indianapolis. And I was like, Oh, what, what is she doing there? <laughs> like, no, her her style. <laughs> Truth. Um. But yeah, I definitely like. I love Bon Iver. So the mm-hmm. fact that she did a song with Bon Iver is just Exile my is my favorite. I think they actually have two songs. Did I, only, did I send you one of them? I think you only sent me one. Okay. I kind of forget what the other one is. I can't remember. Like, I don't remember the names of any of the songs. But, yeah, I, I dig it. I dig it. Yeah. Exile is probably my number one all-time Taylor song. Is there a reason? Um, I think just because it's so, like, it's so emo and I just belt it out, and I I love when a song just provokes an emotion. Yeah. And I'm on my sad girl shit 24-7. I always – so Brittany asked me last night when we were at a concert. She was like, "What's what song do you hope that they're going to play? And I was like, I hope they're going to play Megan because we went and we saw Bayside, which is like back from my emo days. And I was like – and she goes, what song is that? And Every time I go to see a concert, whether it's with Sam, whether it's with Britney or whoever, they never play my favorite song because my favorite song is always their acoustic sad song. <laughs> and no one ever knows it because yes. it's always on their like from their second album and it never got popular. And yeah, so I, I feel that <laughs> I am the acoustic sad person. That's always my favorite song. One time I was like doing karaoke at a friend's house. And I chose Exile and mid song, they turned it off as I was singing and I didn't realize it. And I was like, I got so mad. <laughs> Why did they do that to you? I think it was bringing the vibes down. Oh. <laughs> but I was like, you guys, I was in my element. They couldn't wait till you were finished. No, I was mad. Yeah, I would be mad too. Okay, so Nikki, I have a question. Now that you've been in, like, a long-term relationship, do you miss having crushes or do you still, like, get random crushes, like, on, like, fictional people? Like, television stars, influencers, like, stuff like that. No. Okay. So, like, I still obviously appreciate beautiful people. Um, And, you know, as we discussed in the last week's episode, I have a runner that I thought was my soulmate that runs (laughs) by my house all the time. And I still see him out and about. Uh, I don't feel the same. I definitely don't. Like, I mean, I still like kind of think that we might be soulmates, but (laughs) yeah. Also just a side note, you know how we were like, don't look at it as, don't look at it as a sign. I also saw him this weekend. So then I'm like, then I'm like, maybe this is a sign. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, he is clearly like a super out and about type of guy likes to go out I have and do never things. seen this man out and about really until last weekend really yeah I kept telling her that she needed to text him and or go up to him and be like you should listen to our podcast <laughs> because we talked about you which I have no shame in my game I could send it to him that would be hilarious <laughs> that would be great we'd get another listener that's for sure I would have to add him and then send it to him <laughs> If you're listening, buddy, I hope you know who you are, but I doubt you're listening. <laughs> um, okay, so going back to the crush thing, though. Sorry, that was just a side tangent. So I don't get that, like, do you know, Do you, I mean, you know, when you're in a room and there's attractive men and you're like, this could be my soulmate or like, 
there could be chemistry or like, yeah, I want to date this person. That's my future husband. It's so weird because I don't have that anymore because I'm with the person. Okay. Um, but I still like see them. I appreciate them. There's been guys that have made me like swoon, like not like, like yeah. take my breath away, but I still would rather take Just my appreciate their looks. Yeah. I would. I, yeah. Like I would rather hook them up with my friend than talk to them really right so the reason I'm asking though is because like right now like first of all like I love having a crush it's just so much fun it's like oh are they gonna text me what am I gonna say next that's the best part when of you a get relationship. flirty you know but I don't yeah. really I don't really have an actual crush like an obtainable crush like in person right now like there's a couple people that I've like been texting whatever but nothing serious so I have found myself having like a major crush on these influencer guys. Like there's two in particular. And I know you're probably not going to know who they are, but I'm going to ask you. I want to know who these people are. Are we going to look them up? I don't have my phone with me. We should probably. Yeah. I want to see a picture of these people when you tell me. So the first one is this guy that goes by Fibula. He's a, he became like a TikTok famous. Um, he is so cute like I kind of have a thing some like one of my types one of my many types is like a guy kind of with like a baby face he kind of has a baby face but um like I just love funny guys and he just cracks my shit up funny is a must and okay here's fibula but his real name is Connor can I have a one of him that doesn't have a hat or uh sunglasses um he's kind of a funny guy oh here we go oh wait well, here's the hat, but you can see him. How old is this man? Mm. He looks like he's 12. Probably 23. Okay. Well, I'm just guessing. <laughs> okay. So that's one of them. Like I, lo- I watch all of his, his TikTok videos. I follow him on Instagram. And I just like picture us living a life together. You obsessively. Know- I have been in that situation before, except I was seven. And have you ever <laughs> seen the people version of Peter Pan? No. You've never seen the people version of Peter Pan? Oh, my gosh. You need to. I thought I was in love with this boy. The guy that plays Peter Pan. And there's Who this is part. It? I don't know what his name is now. But, like, when I would go to sleep, I would imagine him. And apparently, I Googled it. And it's, like, a whole thing. So, like, there's, like, a whole bunch of young women our age that thought that they were in love with this actor because he uh, just because of his character. And I, like, literally obsessed over, like, I would dream about him finding me. And then, like, how old were we when this came out? Probably, like, seven, eight, nine. Okay, wait. Do you remember your first crush? Like, my first, like, crush was, um, like, Reggie from Rocket Power. Like, a fictional character. I don't remember my first one, no. <laughs> I've been boy crazy forever. Do you know who I'm talking about? But yes, and I go, loved Rocket wiggy, Power. Wiggy, 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 wiggy. I loved Ash <laughs> from Pokemon. He was, like, my go-to. So, like, when okay. me and Ashley would play Barbies, Ash was always, like, my guy. Okay. So, okay. So, you know what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. For sure. That's, Cartoon's like, where I hot. first, like, fell in love with, like, skater boys. Ooh. I think it's Reggie. Was he the hot one? Yeah. Wait, are we I talking about the short one or the tall one? I don't remember now. I don't remember either. <laughs> the cute either one. way, I th- the cute one. Yeah, I thought they were. Yeah, I totally get what you're saying. I feel that. Okay, so now my other so there's like two two guys that I have like crushes on that are influencers. Okay, so Fibula is one. Mm-hmm. The other one is a barstool guy. So you know about barstool. Yeah. And it's not like one of the classic barstool guys. Like one of like the. Like, I don't know, like PFT and there's a couple. I don't know what any of them look like. I followed their like Facebook page back in the day and they would post some bangers on there that I would read, but nothing too gray. Well, I'm like in love with Barstool Trent and Mm -hmm. he is this golf golfer guy. I don't listen to that podcast. Sorry, Trent, if you're listening to this, hopefully. But he comes on Chicks in the Office and they talk about The Bachelor. And he is, like, one of their, like, most asked-for guests. And I just – he's so wholesome. I think he's a Midwest guy. I'm just so in love with him. How's his humor? He's just a stand-up guy. He makes the jokes. He's so respectful. And I just – I've pictured our life together. So here's Barstool Trent. 
Okay, so for the listeners that can't see what Barstool Trent looks like, <laughs> he is 100% an average Joe. Yes. Nothing too crazy no. about him. He is not hot or anything like that. But Hey, now, this is my man you're talking listen, about. Listen, Abby, so hear me out. I'm okay, look at this one. So if you saw this guy, here's my question. <laughs> if you saw this man on a dating app, do you think you would swipe right? Like, knowing nothing about him. I don't him, know. So that's what I'm saying. Like, I think your attraction Maybe. to him grew based on his personality. And this For is sure. why second dates are important. I've grown, like, to love him so much. So, Trent, <laughs> if you are listening, if you are single, please. I, like, picture our life together. Like, I'm going to have to move to New York for him. Do it. And then invite me over. <laughs> we'll have to do this uh, over Zoom. <laughs> That's okay. Because I'm foreign. Can't come to New York right now. So, <laughs> Trent, you'll pay for her, right? <laughs> but, yeah. So, you definitely love this man for his humor and his personality. It's nothing to do with his looks. Would you have him sign your tits if you saw him? Um, Sure. He wouldn't. I don't think. What is your favorite? He's so respectful. He would never do that. Oh, so what is your favorite attribute about him? Is that the word that I'm looking for? Attribute? I just love everything about him. (laughs) So what is it about him that makes you swim? I love how respectful he is. I love how he would rather watch The Bachelorette than watch a basketball game. And he has no shame in his game. He, like, sometimes, like, the girls were, like, well, Rhea will, like, hit on him on chicks in the office, like, in, like, in a joking way. And he just ignores it. She'll be like, oh, we're playing footsie. And he just ignores that. Like, Is this a show? It's a podcast. Okay. So, chicks, chicks in, the, in office. the office. Okay. I'm going to have to listen to this. Yeah. Oh, they they do a ton of pop culture. So, okay. and then they, like, recap The Bachelor. So, that's how I... Like, that's why I started listening to them. And that's how I fell in love with Trent. Because I don't listen to his golf podcast. Because who likes golf? No one. No one likes my future husband. Yeah. Trent. (laughs) It sounds like the most boring sport in the whole entire world. But golf guys, have you ever noticed? They're always talking about golf. They're always thinking about golf. Golf is their favorite thing. In the summertime, they're always, like, sweating their balls off. I feel like a lot of hot guys do like golf, though. Now that I think about it. What is it about golf? I don't know. Even like my creepy. Have you ever played? I've played once and I was awful. No, I just. I would hit the ball and then run after it because it would be so close and then hit it again and then run after it. So I was like getting a workout just from running. I do not have the patience to sit there and go chase after a ball for like hours. (laughs) Well, that's not normal. Like normally you walk. Because it it's supposed to go far. I mean, you're still chasing after. You get in the golf cart. Slower pace. I don't know. I, I'm I, in it for the golf cart ride. I'll, I was in I'll it for the, the golf cart. I was in it for the drinking. Did you wear plaid? No. Have you seen those like Halara skirts? Yeah. Every time I see a Halara skirt, I'm like, that girl wants to go golf in her Halara skirt. <laughs> like those Halara skirts were made for golf chicks. Yeah, I'm, I'm not a golf chick, but I could become one for Trent. Okay. I have a random question for you. Would you okay? So let's say you maybe not famous, but you have like a ton of money in the future. Okay, like you're rich. You have like a million. Like you're a millionaire. Okay. Okay. At this point, you're a millionaire. Would you ever get a BBL? A what? <laughs> a BBL? A BBL? Yeah. You don't know what that is? No. What's a BBL? You haven't heard of what a BBL is? No. What the fuck is a BBL? It's where you get your butt done. Like like Nicki Minaj? Yeah, like Kim Kardashian, all of the Kardashians. Bitch, no, I'm getting liposuction. <laughs> a breast reduction? A lift? <laughs> like, there's so many other things that are wrong with my body other than my butt. Like, that's like the last thing. I'm sitting okay, on it. But they take like fat from somewhere in your body and put it in your ass so you could be killing two birds with one stone I would be down for that I would totally do that okay but it would not be first on my list I would sit down with a plastic surgeon and be like listen here's my budget (laughs) what can we do like what can we can we do all the things let's bring in your peers like let's you know quadruple surgeon like let's top it all off like y'all get y'all get a million let's just do it let's turn me into 
the hottest me that I could be. But you're a millionaire, so like nothing's off limits. You could do it all. But I'm also kind of scared to look like um what's that girl? What's her name? Courtney. She's had a lot of um, plastic surgery done and she's like always everyone's like number one, but I'm just kind of scared to look like one of those fake girls that have had a lot of plastic surgery. Like no hate to Dolly Parton. Um, She's beautiful inside and out, but like that's a lot of plastic surgery. Yeah. Her, Her titties are too big. And from someone who has naturally huge tits, like why, why would you choose that life? Yeah. I mean, mine, since I've gained some weight, mine are bigger now. I mean, not big by any means, but bigger. Posture sucks. Back hurts. They're not as perky as they used to be. Shirts, small. (laughs) Tits, sag. (laughs) It just is what it is, man. The big tit life, the big titty committee is not a committee I volunteered for. Would you consider me part of the big titty committee? Well, you're wearing a t-shirt right now. No, I wouldn't. Yeah, but like my tits were hanging out on my birthday. I know. Song. That's what I kind of just thought of. No, I'd say you're you're in the average. Okay. You're an average Allison. I used to be in the itty bitty titty committee, so I'll take it. So you're not an itty bitty Isabel. You're mm-hmm. an average Allison. Well, I'm over here a big old Bessie. <laughs> yeah. Like, which one would you rather be? An itty bitty Isabel, an average Allison, or a big old Bessie? I mean, I got the booty, so I'm I'm good where I'm at. <laughs> you do. You have the best butt. Like, if I would I not get a BBL because I would not need it. <laughs> no, but like, this comes to like the body. Like, if every every woman wants a different body, it's just a fact. Is right. I mean, we should be happy in our bodies. I would love to say that I'm happy in my body, but my therapist would tell you otherwise. Okay, so I have a couple of recommendations. Ooh, lay it on me, sis. My first recommendation is the show All American on Netflix. What's it about? So, you know me. I hate sports, but it's actually about football players in high school, which do you like teen shows? Like, I love teen shows. (laughs) Yes. They're, They're not teens playing teens. They're adults playing teens, but I still love it. All of the guys are so fucking hot and there's like a lot of drama. And as someone who hates sports, I still love the show. So it's um, a scripted show. Yeah. Because you know how like Netflix has been doing a lot of documentaries and oh, stuff. Oh, no. No, no, So no. it's a, okay. Okay. All they, American. Yeah. I just finished the, there's four seasons. So I just finished the fourth and it's very good. Before we move on to your next rec, I do have a question about this All-American. Yeah. Do you feel like when you're watching these teeny bopper shows, does it kind of miss you? Do you kind of miss being a teeny bopper yourself? Absolutely not. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, sometimes I miss not like having responsibilities like what I do now. I would not like I would give up all of my responsibilities right now if I could. Um, But yeah, no. My home life was so chaotic when I was younger. Oh, like right. I was constantly living in turmoil right. and like so responsibilities of like I still had to work. Like I've worked since I was 14. Mm-hmm. So I really don't know what that was like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I get that. I mean, I had financial responsibilities, but nothing that was like mandatory. Yeah. Like I started a babysitting company at 12, but I don't like, you know. I would go back to high school just to like, I don't know, I guess. Yeah, I would totally give up all of these responsibilities. If, if I, I could. could go back <laughs> and have like a normal home life for sure. But I don't know what that's like. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I miss my dad paying most of my bills. Like that's, yeah, I yeah. miss that. I would go back to like college time though. Oh, really? Yeah. Like I was living my best life. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Um. Okay. So my second recommendation is, um, okay, so Ingrid Andress, do you know who that is? She's a country artist. No. She's like a new country artist, so not like the twangy country that like you're probably thinking of. Um, But I love her. Is she a sad country artist? Because there's this one country artist that made a sad song that I listened to. a lot of country is sad, and I think that's why I like it because – I love emo songs. Mm-hmm. So, well, the song that I'm recommending by her, it's called Pain. It just dropped today. And so, as you may be guessing, it is kind of sad. <laughs> but um, she'll eventually come out with her whole, like, second album. But I definitely recommend Ingrid Andrus, Pain. Aww. 
Um, I have no recommendations. I don't think that I have done anything new. I meant that like, have you, do you ever get in like points of your life where you're listening or you're trying to get into new shows? So like, there's so many shows that I'm trying to get into, but my life right now is too stressful that I can't finish an episode because my mind is just like. Um, I actually feel like I do the opposite when I'm super stressed. I will just disassociate with like fixating on a show. That is what I want right now. And I don't deal with any of the shit. (laughs) Yeah, I just can't. I just can't focus. Right You're probably now. more responsible than me for hyper fixating on it. <laughs> uh, I probably have a. I probably have a less longer lifespan than you because of it. <laughs> have you heard about the the Mormon, uh, mo- Mormon moms TikTok drama? No, what's going on? I think I think they're from Utah. <gasps> I have heard about like the like, swinger. Yes, drama? on Mom Talk. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, Mom Talk mom talk yeah so they were like all swingers and then someone like ended up falling in love with another person and no they started fucking yeah they were doing a soft swing which we just like to get a little scandalous at parties like there's no no such thing as a soft swinger i mean what i'm not trying to yuck people's yum and like i know in my roommate episode it kind of sounded like that but that's not what i'm trying to do if you want to swing whatever just as long as you're in a safe surrounding and everyone around you is safe that's cool um but also make sure it's not gonna fuck your relationships up like well yeah that was a boundary and she crossed it sucks to suck man so and also talk to your relation talk to your partner like sam and i have talked about having an open relationship and i don't know if he and I could emotionally I mean I think that he could emotionally detach a little bit better than I could but nope I could never (sighs) no judgment for anyone that wants to do that but I um I'm very monogamous like once I like someone it's game over so Trent if you're listening it's just the two of us baby okay so I have heard which I don't know if this is just like a meme or like a quote that I see on Facebook that's totally made up. I don't know if there's science behind it, but I always see that if a friendship lasts seven years or longer, it will last a lifetime. And I have lots of feelings about this just because I have had a friendship that's lasted longer than seven years crash and burn and we are no longer friends so I wanted to see like what your thoughts and opinions are on that yeah so I'm glad you asked because um yeah no that's not true I don't believe that agreed I mean you know Ashley and I were friends from the times that we were toddlers to the times that we were you know until death do us part um but there were years that like we fought and we like years or we fought and didn't talk or like we just went our separate ways, but we always came back to each other. And I do think that relationships like that or friendships like that last. Right. But no, I, I do. Have I know. F- I know we plan on getting into it, but I don't think you've told the listeners like what happened. Yeah. I mean, we'll definitely get into it, but I just, you know, my best friend, my partner in crime, my sister, she just had a battle with alcoholism and she just lost and it was the most devastating heartbreaking horrible sad awful thing that I've ever lived through and I chose to put myself through it again uh, multiple times and it just yeah it was really really hard so she she passed away at what age she was 22 okay it was really hard because she was the most loved human and supported human Mm -hmm. and she had the best outbringing and raising and a lot of people you know just don't understand that sometimes you know I I feel like sometimes her body like bodies and physicalities have things to do with it and well addiction is really powerful and it doesn't matter how much you love someone or how much their parents love them like sometimes it just takes over them yeah that's and when I say that she she was the most loved human her parents the most amazing people like it had nothing to do you're still really close with them yeah I would they're just as much parents as what my parents are to me and when 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 did you guys meet like when did you guys become best friends so I moved into it's actually really funny like 
I moved into our house when I was four. She was three. She was a little bit younger than I am. So she was the grade below you. Yep. A grade below okay. me. Um, uh, but and you met in kindergarten? Nope. We met. I was, my family was like moving, had just recently moved in and she was outside with her, her dad. Cause they would go on walks all the time. Oh, okay. And I think we just met and <laughs> we were inseparable a lot. We'll get to it in a different episode, but yeah. you know, we were best friends. Like I was there when she died and yeah. holding her hand and. I know that when I die, she'll be there for me. Right. Right. Because, like, I believe in soulmates. And this is another episode. I just don't always think that your soulmate is your romantic partner. The brightest, funniest, smartest, most beautiful person in the whole entire world. Creative. She wrote poems. She was just the best human. And I know that one day I'll see her again. At least I, I, I think I will. Yeah. So... I had this friendship when I was younger that I was so certain, like very similar to you, where like we were inseparable. Girl, I know because we <laughs> went to elementary school together. I know. I know. Exactly. Well, it started in middle school. No, I know. But I mean, I, I, I know. But so we were inseparable and with age, like we just grew closer And it was one of those things like where we would talk about how like I would be like an aunt to her future kids. She would be an aunt to my future kids. We would talk about how like we were going to need to live like in the same neighborhood. So that way they could just grow up around each other. And we are no longer friends. And I have to tell you, like, I, I know that first of all, there wasn't just one side to like this friendship story, but I do really feel like a guy got in the way and not in the sense of like, I was going after her man, but like in the fact that he felt in my opinion was insecure about my friendship with her. Are they still together at this day on this day? They're married now. Yeah. I wonder how happy their marriage is. I, I mean, here's the thing. So like at the end of the day, it just came down to I feel like she had to pick between us in a sense. Like I didn't make that – like I didn't tell her that personally. And some sh- other shit happened. Like I definitely wasn't perfect in this situation. But I I don't ever remember making her feel bad for falling in love with this guy. Like I knew our friendship wasn't always going to be the same as it was because I would have to share her with him. Mm-hmm. I wasn't an idiot. Like, I understood that. And, like, yeah, would I be jealous? But I wouldn't let her know that. You know what I mean? I was just jealous that, like, I had to essentially share 50% of the time or less than 50%. But at the end of the day, I just – the way that she went about, like, our friendship breakup fucking sucked. She sent me a text. Like, I said, hey, like, do you want to go shopping? And she sent me a text back. A long paragraph saying, I can't be the best friend you want me to be. And I'm, like, no longer able to be your best friend. And so, like, after years and years and years of friendship and having such a close connection with this person, I feel like she just changed so much from this guy. And to the fact where – or to the point where she didn't even give me the respect to meet me in person and have a conversation in person. Like, I feel like we could have still been friends to this day – if she had just met me in person and we could just talk about what's going on, but she didn't even give me the respect to do that. So did you respond to the text message? Yeah. I, I don't, I didn't, I don't think I fought with her about it. Like I, I never want to be in a position where I'm begging someone to be in my life. Like I never want to beg someone to love me. And at that point, like everything that she had said in the text message was too far gone. So like there was like no going back. And so we honestly haven't hung out since then. Have you guys talked though? Um, couple a couple months after that, her grandpa died, and I went to his funeral. Um, but I don't even really remember talking to her there. Like I talked to her parents, and I think she avoided me. Like it was just too far gone. And I I don't know. Like at the end of the day, it is what it is. And, like, a lot of people still, like, it's almost been, I want to say, like, nine or ten years since we've been friends or, like, since the friendship ended. 
And a lot of people say like, hey, like if she would ever reach out, like, do you think you'd be friends with her? And it's like, first of all, I would need her to reach out to me, number one. One day it'll happen. She will never. She is a Leo. She is stubborn. She will never. I I feel like if she has grown or if she was in an, if she sees and she admits maybe fault and would maybe want to get back to where things were. Do you think you could? I mean, I'm a very forgiving person. I I guess it would just depend. I don't ever see it happening though. But at the end of the day, like now I can look back and I'm like, well, she did marry this guy. So obviously like she saw a future with him. It sucks that he took away her best friend. In my opinion, that's the story that I like from my point of view she may have like a different side to her story that I'll never probably get. But I do hope they're happy. Like I know that she had this like plan and this timeline and they haven't stuck to it. So like I don't know if that's him or if that's just how their relationship progressed. But it just seems like he was really controlling. And it just kind of makes me sad still because like just because we're not friends. Like you know how like – there's people that aren't in your life anymore, but you still like have love for them. Yeah. I think every single friend of mine yeah. is still like that, that I'm no longer friends with. Right. Regardless of the reason, because I, I'm the type of person that we don't, we don't have to see each other every month, every two mm-hmm. months, every three months. Like we can still like see each other six, seven, ten a year from now. And it'll be just like nothing ever happened. Right. I, the fact that it's permanently over would be too much. You know what I mean? Well, I still have like, so any friend that I like am no longer close with or talk to, or even like ex boyfriend that I no longer talk to, like I still have a lot of love for them and I still wish the best for them. Yeah. I I'm in the exact same way. Um, actually now that I think about it, I do. I did break up with one friend. I did. I did break up. You with did one the friend. breaking up? Yeah. So when I had to break up with my friend, this it, it was like just so toxic. So we met when I started at a job. We went through orientation together and we had like she was a little bit older than me. Um how long were you friends? We were friends for a season. Okay. <laughs> like maybe a year if that okay so uh what happened was we were we started we got hired at the job we were friends we just had a lot of co- things in common like she was but she was super introverted super serious i think she saw me she was attracted to me because i was just crazy wild yeah whatever fine free we we got along really well she was a beautiful girl too but she became demanding of my time. So like I have a lot of other friends and I don't like to mix my friend groups because it's just a lot of different personalities. Nine times out of 10 never works out for me. So I recently just started doing this and it's been great. Yeah. I'm glad that's, I'm glad it's working out for you. It's not ever. But before I was like always really nervous to do it. Yeah. I mean, I also too think with age, like we hit that age where people don't care about artificial, super, superficial shit. Um, but I had other friends that I went and I would go see and I also like was dating and it was just really hard. And at some point she just was so demanding of my time. Um, she did some crazy shit to me slowly backing away. And this was me doing the best that I could to back away. So when you were backing away, she probably got more crazy. Crazy as fuck. Okay. Um, and it's really sad. Like kind of like anxious attachment style. Yeah. If I didn't codependent, if she knew I was home, like there were times where she knew I was home, she would have her mom come over and drop me off like cookies or something to see if I was home. Ew. Yeah. Or like she would call me or text me 500 times. Like, That's like a toxic relationship. It really was. Do you think she liked you? That's kind of like it was the thing that people thought, but I don't think so. I I really don't think so. She was extremely religious, but possibly I don't know. I really don't know. I have no idea because like if she did, I probably would have been down. Like I don't like I I don't know. I don't think so. I I just don't know. But she definitely was emotionally dependent on me. Yeah, um, codependency. 
super codependent. Yeah. Um, but so how did you break up the friendship? So what had happened was uh, when she started noticing I was backing away, she was being really crazy. I sent her a text message and I was like, we can be cordial at work, but really I'm not feeling it anymore. And then it got really bad. And it was to the point where our bosses had to sit us down for like a mediation and I ripped her a new one. And then after that, we just didn't talk. Yeah. Here's the thing. I think like with most like friendship breakups, like. If it's like a close best friend where you've been friends for multiple years, I think give the other person respect and talk about it in person. But most of the time, like I feel like now that's now that we're older, I just don't foresee that happening. But like, you know, the friends that like you're more casual friends with, you know, I feel like COVID allowed us to kind of like break free from a lot of our like toxic friendships. Mm -hmm. And I think just slowly backing away is the best best policy. Like, I don't know that a conversation really even needs to be had. And that's But when thing. you work with the person, that's where it gets jerky. Normally, I would take the step back approach too because I don't feel – like sometimes I want to end a friendship, but then I decide that's not it. We just needed space. Like, yeah. There were times where – even with some of my closest friends, we just needed space. I took a step back yeah. and we're totally fine, if not better today. Right. Well, now that I'm like older, like I feel like I, number one, I'm so lucky with the friends that I do have because I truly can depend on all of them. Like when we just had really bad storms and I got like two text messages from two of my best friends, like checking in on me because they know I'm like home alone. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Like I've had conversations with friends now where it's like that probably would have ended a friendship previously because like when you're young and stupid and immature, like things just blow up and then you have this big friendship blow up and it ends. Mm -hmm. But now I'm like, I know how to talk with people and communicate with people yeah. And you get over like you just work through it. Like I always say, which is like obviously this is like kind of silly for like friendships, but like I always say communication is lubrication. It's more for a relationship, but it works the same way in a friendship, just not the lubrication part in a sexual way. <laughs> yeah. So like back in December, me and Lindsay got into this huge fight. Like it was at six o'clock in the morning, too. <laughs> and it ended with us being like, fine, I don't want to be your friend either. And like it was so bad oh, where no. it was like, then we should just not be friends. Like it was literally like we were breaking up. Yeah. And then like I think it took 30 seconds and and I think we were both texting each other like, I'm just really upset right now. I see your side. I yeah. like can't even imagine my life without you. But right. like, literally it was to the point where like, yeah, let's fine. Let's not be friends. Just and, being like the most dramatic. Yeah. And like <laughs> for like the week after that, we kept talking about like we joke about it now. Like remember that one time when we <laughs> broke up for like a second and I can't even like that. We I can't even imagine my life without her. But yeah, we got into this huge fight and we're totally fine. We'll today. see. I think the key there is it takes acknowledgement from both parties. Like I get your side, you get my side and vice versa. And I see where you're coming from. And let's, let's find a, a path forward because we're fucking adults. If it's like the people that truly matter to you, it's worth it. You know what I mean? So I just, I feel like friendships are so different now that I'm older and I let me tell you, like, I would not survive without my female friendships. I'm even my guy friendships. Like, I, I don't want to <laughs> all my guy friends. I don't yeah. want to <laughs> insult you. But like just friends in general, like, you know, relationships can come and go. Like, even if you get married down the road, you could find yourself in a divorce. And like, I just feel like even like from a partner standpoint, like your partner can't provide everything that you need out of relationships. Mm -hmm. So that's why like friendships, relationships, and then family relationships are so critical. Yeah. And, it, but my, my thought is like everyone puts time and emphasis on time. Like, yeah, this person has been my best. Like I have categories of best friends. Like I've mm -hmm. got two best friends that are still alive today and I love both of them the same. Right. I Our relationship dynamic is different. Mm -hmm. um, but like one, Brittany and I have been best friends since we were in middle school. Lindsay and I have been best friends for only like 
I don't know, seven, five, seven years, right. five to seven years in that time frame. I love both of them the exact same. They're both my best friends, but like time is it, it literally is different. It, it, it does not change. Like right. I would not choose one over the other just based on time. Mm-hmm. A lot of people would, but like I, I just don't think that time matters. No, I think it's like it all comes down to like effort. Like, like I was saying, like if there is ever a, like a, a fight or a t- like a tiff that you're going through, like being comfortable to have the argument and know that they're not going to say I'm done being your friend is truly like freeing. Like my friendship with like Steph, like has allowed me to just be me and not feel scared that if I have an argument with her or tell her something that like she may not want to hear and like not feel frightened that she'll stop being my friend and I feel like I did have for a while like a lot of insecurities from the friendship breakup that I was just telling you about because I never in a million years would I've ever thought that I would not be friends with that person Mm -hmm. and so and like I also deal with a lot of abandonment issues just like from my dad and stuff yeah so like I have like this whole foundation of abandonment and so like when you find like a friendship like and not just Steph like I have so many friends that like are have been there for me for such a long time like and including you like it's just such a beautiful thing and it's just so comforting to know that there's people that you have cultivated into family that like you get to pick I I totally understand like I I get what you're saying friendship is so 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 important Um, but also like, I feel like some people put like when they, I, it question, I question, have you ever had a friend just like cut you off for no reason? Like for the dumbest reason? Um, I'm trying to think. I don't think so, but maybe, maybe when we were younger. Yeah. So I have a friend that I was in her wedding and she was one of my closest friends and like, again we've had a rocky relationship too but we met my senior year of high school I was in her wedding we were really close I loved 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 her fiance he was great so she just stopped being friends with you out of the blue so what had happened was I told her about Sam like I understand that all of my friends you included Mm -hmm. every single person had you know, Sam had a lot of red flags. He's a walking, talking yeah, red flag. Yeah, a lot of reservations. Yes. <laughs> but, like, she didn't even want it. She was, like, so blunt. Like, this is not your person. This is not what I want for you. This is not. And I understand. Everyone who loved me did not want what Sam had. Right. He, like, I know this. Like, if I had a daughter, wouldn't want that. Like, 100%. If it's not what. But mm-hmm. at the same time, my mind was made up. I did it. And she refused to meet him. She would only hang out with me if he was at work or whatever. And then I was like, it's, I need to, I need to squash this. Like they need to at least meet. Cause if they met, she'd be cool. Like they'd be fine. Right. And so, and she broke up with me through text. She was like, this isn't what I want. I wish you the best. Like, this is not, I don't want to watch what you're about to go through. Well, joke's on you, bitch. <laughs> Joke is on you because this man is literally thriving. So I talk about this all the time. Like, if you aren't going to be my friend when shit hits the fan, right. then you're not going to be my friend when it's good. So <laughs> Sam and I are, are doing life. He's doing great. He's thriving. And I didn't see this for us. I did not. You didn't see this for us. No. And so, he's, like. He's doing great. <laughs> I know. Do you agree? Like, last year, I, like, one of my closest friends, like, died. And it, like, fucked me up. And so, I, like, went through a lot of shit. And I had a lot of low lows. And normally, like, when I go through that stuff, like, I don't allow people to help me. But, like, that's something that I've worked on. And I recognize that I have to allow people to be there for me. And, Like, was I a needier friend last year? Like, I really relied on a lot of my friends to, like, emotionally be there for me. And I think it's just so beautiful that, like, I can still have that situation happen. And then they're still there. So, like, friends need to be there when, like, shit is fucked up or shit is hitting the fan. Because then when you come out the other side, you know, it's, it's a beautiful friendship. And then you can have more positive and great experiences. Yeah, and I 
again, to our listeners, we're planning on eventually unveiling all of these deaths and relationships to you guys. Um, but I, I mean, I remember when that happened mm-hmm. and I think it also brought our friend group together too. Cause like, like when you needed us, we were all there. It was all hands on deck. It was like surrounded like by you guys and my sister in the morning. And that just like meant the world to me. Like you hung out all day just to make sure I was doing okay. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it just really sucks when people are, they just end it and they take that control away from you. Um, but I do, I still wish her the best. I mean, I get a little pissy because yeah. I feel like some, I, I, I'm a little butthurt about it because like Sam is flourishing and thriving yeah. and he is the man that I just, and not only that is I've grown too because of him. Right. I'm not the same person. I feel like some friendships, when you let them go, you feel a little better. Yeah, I would say, like, that wasn't – so, like, with my, like, big – like, I've had, like, a couple of just, like, random friends, like, kind of – not, like, a friendship breakup where you're, like, having a conversation about it, but where, like, you just stop being friends because you stop asking the person to hang out and then they just disappear. But, like, with, like, the big friendship breakup that I had, like, honestly, it was, like, heartbreak. Like, almost, you know, like, when you, like, feel heartbreak, like, with, like, a boyfriend, like, that's almost how it felt because it was, like, this is someone that I just care about and love so fucking much. And you're, like, you're just literally ruining it. And I can imagine. They are still existing in this world. Like, you had so much love for them and they just go on about their day and it's, like, I am, you know, we're still friends on Facebook. So, like, I saw all the pictures to her wedding, which, like, I always thought I would be in. It still, like, hurts when I think about it as it – like, I'm over it but not over it, if that makes sense, because it's just still so heartbreaking that it had to come to that. Yeah, I can see why it would. Like, as much as I love Sam, I still get really sad when I think about, like, the – the man that I, my first love breaking my heart. Yeah. I still get sad. Like when I think about, you know, Ashley, I, I can see why she was your first love technically. And not a, not a romantic sense, but she was like that first real true connection you had with another person that wasn't your family Outside of family. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and like, not only that, but it's like her family was my family. Like I, you know, I went through a lot of shit and she helped me like get through a lot of that. So like I think part of that as well, it's like hard to like even imagine like someone that was so impactful to my life could also not continue to be in my life, if that makes sense. I feel like her friendship and like her family just show me like, that a family can have a healthy dynamic is part of like why I'm here. And so I don't know, like for someone to have that much of an impact on my life and then not be my friend anymore, it just is like a weird thought. To think too is what you do is that everything happens for a reason, whether it's God, the universe, just, I don't know, energy, whatever. I bet she thought of you on her wedding day. I bet that you were in her life because at some point – she is going to have that moment like, fuck, what did I do? If she hasn't already, she may have already, but she made her choice. She chose that man. Right. In 10 years, is she still going to be with that man? Who knows? But when that time comes, you were still in her life to make her the person that she is today. And you guys have all of these shared experiences. Right. like when she lost her virginity or when you lost your virginity or the first boy that you kissed or your first whatever, Mm -hmm. all of these walks in life, she was there. So you're always going to share those memories with her and her. That's probably why her husband is so jealous. Right. Or was so jealous. Mm -hmm. But at some point in her life, she is going to have to face these memories and she probably ran from them. She probably, like, on her wedding day, I can guarantee that she probably thought about you. Well, I mean, it actually, like, makes me sad to think about. <laughs> but I I hope that she has someone outside of the relationship, like a, like a friend. Probably doesn't. That someone similar to, like, what we had, if, 
for example. So like I have a bunch of friends now like and I have stuff like on top of it, you know, people that truly, truly love me and like on my like if I ever get married (laughs) on my wedding day, I'll have those people surrounded. So I do hope that she has like her people now. You know what I mean? Oh, I absolutely know what you mean. And I Probably not if it came down to a choice because nine times out of ten when someone makes you choose and you choose the person that makes you made the choice, you made the wrong choice. Well, I think it's just a matter of like if someone's that controlling, you probably don't have a lot of options to create deep connections with other people. Like, I'm so thankful that all of my girlfriends, like, when we hang out, even if their guys are around, like, it's the girlies hanging out. Like, yeah. even my, like, my with my married girlfriends, with my friends that have just been with their guys for, like, a really long time, like, we just prioritize each other. Yeah. I, and I don't think any of their guys are that controlling. I'm wondering if when she found a man who was – the more dominant personality or the leader, he didn't like the other leader. Like sometimes, you know, cats don't play well. Like, I have a very strong personality and I think he was just jealous. Like I think he had a complex towards me and I think that more it comes from insecurity. So I feel like he had insecurities and wanted to just claw at her and keep her for himself. And I to him was getting in the way of that yeah but overall I would say like obviously if a friendship is toxic it's okay to end it but also like if you have a and that's not to say like if you have a ton of history and it's just too fucking toxic it's okay to end it like I think that's what was that I think that's what was the beauty of COVID is that we were just able to just hang out and only talk to who we really wanted to talk to and so I think that's something we should continue to take on, put like in our post-COVID world. Um, but yeah, also at the same time, like communication is lubrication. Talk to your friends if you have a problem. Like if you truly love them and it's not like a end-all be-all situation, like give them the benefit of the doubt. But also I think people need to have realistic standards too for their friends. Like when I think of all of the friends that I had that I have lost, like every single one of them, whether like I have a friend that stopped being my friend because I was friends with someone else. I've had a friend that stopped being my friend because I couldn't fucking make it to her baby shower. I have a friend (laughs) that stopped being my friend just for all of the dumb reasons. And it's like, that's okay because the toxicity you were causing in my life from the control that you were trying to have you're without you. Absolutely. So, wish you the best, though. I love seeing your posts. Your kids are cute. You know, <laughs> yeah. I'm glad that you found your person, but not whatever. Right. Nothing but love to all of the friends that are no longer friends. Friends that we think are going to be forever, but last for never. Okay, Nikki, I think it's about that time for the Ope story of the day. So, I'm going to start off with a question Did you know this about me, Abby? I made out with Zac Efron once. Wait, what? Yes. <laughs> so it was Gulf Shores, spring break, 20, like, 08, 2007. I don't remember. One or the other. Like a cutout cardboard of Zac Efron? Nope. I was walking on the beach, and there's a super hot guy. It was with I was with Ashley. We were, on, we were on the beach. We were walking just down the street, and we were just having a grand old time. And... <laughs> This super hot man was by himself. He had a southern accent, looked just like Zac Efron. Okay, I was like, his name was Zac. I don't know anything about him. He could have been Zac Efron, though, okay? He, he looked. Does, Zac Efron does not have a southern accent. I know, but he's an Were you actor. sober? Yes, I was like 17. I was. No, I wasn't 17. I was like, just 15. because you're 17 doesn't mean you were sober. There is a photo somewhere on my dad, like somewhere in my dad's possession because my mom wanted to take a picture. Anyways, we'll get there. So this guy stopped us on the beach and he was talking to us and he was by himself and he wanted Ashley's number. And um, so Ashley gave him her number. <laughs> and he was texting her, but she was so, so shy. She was like, I don't like 
I don't like this guy. So she's like, I, I, he's so cute, but I don't know what to do with him. You can have him. Wait, can I ask a quick question? Mm -hmm. Is this like Zach, Zach Evron high school musical? Yes. Okay. Remember 2007. Okay. That's why I'm asking. Came out in like 2005. Okay. Sorry. So, um, she's like, I don't know what to do with this. So this is, this is for you, sis. And so she gave me his number. I texted him and he's like, yeah, let's hang out on the beach tomorrow. So he comes to our (laughs) condo and my mom is out there and she's watching my younger sibling swim. And Ashley's like in the pool too at this point. And, um, she's like, oh my gosh, let me take a picture of you guys. And then we went and we got on a little like little gondola thing and we made out hardcore make out you have to find this picture i am gonna ask my dad about it and he's probably not gonna know so i'm gonna go look at his laptop but i think it was destroyed because phil destroyed everything that was ever important to me (laughs) and i'm pretty sure he like took our whole computer that my dad had all those pictures downloaded on and I'm pretty sure that he threw it down the stairs one time when he was mad on Christmas Eve Ah. so I think it is I think it is gone but I'm gonna have to ask my dad because sometimes he was smart and oh also one time on the same camera I took nudes (laughs) and I was so afraid there was evidence and this was like a really nice professional camera camera or like a family it's a family camera, camera a family professional camera and i was Were you, so like, planning on printing them out and like putting them in guys lockers or no i was emailing them to random <laughs> dudes um <laughs> so i took nudes on this camera and i was so afraid my dad was gonna find it even though i took the flash drive thing out savage. <laughs> i know i threw away the whole entire four thousand dollar camera the whole thing it's all gone it's in the trash somewhere oh my god because you were so paranoid yeah okay i kind of want to go back to this beach though but yeah so he was he looked just like that he's the hottest guy i have ever made out with hottest guy and we made out to this day to this day because he looked i fucking identical because that's how i wasn't him. i was like hey man has anyone ever told you that you look like zach efron and he's like every day i drool over zach efron now as like the hairier Zac Efron, but I was not a High School Musical fan. I did not think he was that cute. Oh, High School not Musical. Not my type back in the day. I was Zac too- Efron and Cordon Bleu were just Cordon Bleu, Corbin Blue, not Cordon Bleu. <laughs> She's Corbin hungry. <laughs> you a hungry girl? <laughs> I hope Sam's making pork chops right now. Um, but yeah, no, I was too cool for school to like that. I was like, ew, no. <laughs> Oh, my God. High School Musical was my fucking jam. <laughs> Everyone that knows me knows. was soaring. And I fucking flew and made out with Zac Efron on a beach. But, yeah, so I that's one of my favorite stories because, like, I swear to God it was Zac Efron just, like, because he had no, like, I don't know where his people were. But also, did Zac Efron hang out on at Gulf Shores in, like, 2000? It had to be in, like, 2009 or 8. You know, I'm pretty sure Zach Efron is going to listen to the Oak Girls podcast. So, Zach Efron, I know you're listening to this. Please let us know if you made out with Nikki. Or if you're some random southern dude from a southern state like Georgia, Tennessee, Kentucky, and your name is Zach, and you look like Zach Efron, and you made out with a really big boobed girl when in the that time frame, please hit me up. I'm just curious. Hashtag find Zach, maybe Efron. Yeah. Well, that's it. Maybe Efron. <laughs> but, well, thank you so much, guys, for coming back. We appreciate you. Um, we are going to end this episode with that. Uh, please find us on our socials, which Abby is going to take away. We are on Instagram at the Ope Girls Pod. I'm on Abby. Mc- I'm at Abby McCarville on Instagram as well. And I'm hopeless. So don't follow me. But we do want to ask you guys. Do you guys want to ask us questions? Do you have any stories? Did anything crazy? Like, have you had a weird friend breakup? Please. Any advice that you want from us crazy girls? Like, it might be terrible advice, but we would love to give it. So remember, we are not married. (laughs) Send in your questions. Send in your questions that you may have for us if you want us to follow up on anything. Send us your nudes. 
only the good ones, I guess. Yes. Dude, send us all the things. So hit us up at our email. If you're 52 years old and you're hot, also send us that. Send it to us at theopegirlspod at gmail.com. We are open for business. Or slide into our DMs. Yeah, you can slide into our DMs on our Twitter, on our Insta, at theopegirlspod. So, all right. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Oh.